The Bill Myers Show podcast is sponsored by Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in Southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. Find out more about them at clouserdrilling.com. Morning and happy Pebble in Your Shoe Tuesday. What is the Pebble in Your Shoe today? Join in at 770-5633-770-KMED. Uh, the email bill at BillMyerShow.com, streamed on KMED.com. By the way, don't worry about the KMED KCMD app any longer or the Bicoastal Media app because you just stream directly from the website. A lot of people don't uh, know that, but it works for all the phones and the uh, and the connected devices, so you should be just fine with that. 99.3 KCMD, 106.3 KMED, 106.3 HD1, KMED, and also 106.7 in uh, Jackson County. Happy to have you listening wherever you happen to be. And, of course, uh, live on Facebook, Facebook Live, facebook.com slash Bill Myers Show. Well, we have the uh, the New Hampshire primary this morning. We're going to talk with uh, folks from uh, Epic Times, the political reporter from P- Epic Times. We're going to talk with him after 630 News and see what it's uh, like. But, you know, it's interesting. There is another New England primary happening today. And this one is outside of New Hampshire. It's Connecticut. And it hasn't been getting a lot of press, and I think we know why. It's between Democrats, and it's uh, to do over because of voter fraud that was caught on video. But, of course, remember, all of our elections are the most secure elections ever. But it's uh, Bridgeport, largest city in Connecticut, garnered national attention last year. This in uh, Daily Signal after a judge tossed the results of a September mayoral primary because a a Democratic operative was caught on video stuffing a load of ballots into a drop box. Yeah, nothing like going to vote by mail, right? Yeah, think about that, uh, Oregonians, as as we say, oh, vote by mail is so convenient. I just I didn't vote for the vote by mail thing when when that came up when we had a chance to vote for it a number of years ago and I was just thinking to myself even then no chain of custody you don't know who really signed it I know they say that uh, well down at the uh, county uh, we examined the uh, we examined the signatures yeah I know because uh, all the elections officials are forensic signature verifiers <laughs> I know. Uh, okay, so uh, we certainly have uh, have have that story. I'll be I'll be curious to see how that goes. That other so there's two primaries you know going on today, and of course uh, President Trump expected to win handily. And uh, at this point, he's talking about potential VP picks. Let's see what's he looking at here. Senator Tim Scott, good guy, wouldn't threaten Donald in any way. New York House Rep uh, Elise Stefanik, of course, she grilled the Harvard, uh, the Harvard droids, the Harvard droids the other day. Senator J.D. Vance of Ohio. You know, J.D., we actually need some decent Republican senators, someone besides uh, Rhino, Mitt Romney types. I'd prefer he kind of stay as senator, frankly. Let's see. South Carolina House Rep Nancy May, South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem. I can't even believe they're talking about her. Uh, given this uh, this insane sex scandal, as she's been uh, doing the horizontal rumba, even as married with uh, Corey Lewandowski, you know the former Trump official. Why why is she even being mentioned right then? It, does nobody read anything in this country? <laughs> All right, of course I don't know. Maybe they're thinking, hey, Christy Nome's a cheater. That way, uh, you know the Democrats will vote for her because the Democrats like that. Oh, she's progressive. Yeah, she's not uh, into the patriarchy. I don't know. And uh, the other one they're talking about is Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She says she's not interested. 
probably more fun being governor, I guess. But uh, I figure Scott probably has the inside track, but we shall see. Okay, what about some of our other stories here? Rogue Valley Times reporting today that uh, Southwest Oregon saw lowest home sales since 2014. Median home prices hardly budging. Number of homes fell in Jackson County sold to 2650 in 2023. It's down a fourth from the 3600 sold the year before. You know, this is not this surprising. Uh, a lot of people uh, did. Maybe you did the same thing, too. I'm sitting there on a 3% mortgage. I have to tell you, there have to be an incredible incentive to even think about uh, going from a 3% to a 6 or 7% somewhere in that deal. They are claiming, though, that median home sale prices fell only uh, less than 5%. $419,000. Wow, that's the median home price now. Wow. Half of them are above, half of them are below. They cite Ashland real estate broker Colin Mullane, a past National Association of Realtors regional vice president, and has said in a press conference that the mild change in prices indicates that local home buyers are adapting by shifting their searches down market. What does that mean? He pointed to Ashland's median price for existing homes falling 3.5% to 5.30. Central Point grew. Oh, so they're going to smaller towns. Okay, places with lower uh, with lower home prices to start. Okay, that's what they mean by going down market. So instead of above the boulevard, uh, it'll be uh, above the boulevard at Ashland. It'll be next to the railroad tracks in Central Point. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case or not. But, yeah, you can't... Um, yeah, nobody's selling if they can help it. I think the only people that are selling are people who are uh, forced to. Really, that's about it. Top headline in the Daily Courier this morning. Fighting trash, an uphill battle. Oh, man, I got to tell you, this is um, it's a, it's a really interesting story. Imagine people, it says, dumping trash every day in your neighborhood, filling your backyard with old tires, abandoned motorhomes, dirty diapers, and even used hypodermic needles. Oh, they must be living next to Hawthorne Park. I digress. Uh, Bart Elder, who lives on Savage Creek Road east of Grants Pass, doesn't have to imagine. He lives it, and on Friday, with the help of neighbors and members of an unusual car club, they fought back against the trash on public lands that they consider their backyard. He says, I could show you a spot off the road that is about 30 by 30 and is knee deep, literally in trash, but you can't get there by car. That's been a pebble in my shoe for a long time. The the whole concept that uh, the outdoor, you go on a forest road and that's where you dump your refrigerator, you know, that kind of thing. Been a lot of that. It's not just Josephine County. You see it all over Jackson County, both all over Southwest Oregon. There is certainly a uh, a high level of uh, of pig people, and I know. Yes, I'm uh, expressing a judgment, and uh, that's a pebble in my shoe too. So I am totally in sympathy with the folks on Savage Creek Road. How would you go about? Fixing some of that. I know I'll, I'll sit there and I'll rail against pig people, and certainly it is pig people. They're they're breaking the law and they're being pigs. But I have a feeling there's also another aspect driving this, and it's the insane cost of actually dumping something legally. Over the weekend, I was looking at, um, well, I was driving down Delta Water Speedway. It's what I've nicknamed Delta Waters. Delta Water Speedway in East Medford. 
And there next to the fence, and of course, soaked in rainwater, is a mattress up there on the uh, on the fence line with free on it. And the mattress looked like it had only been, uh, well, someone had only died on it one time, probably. It's one of those kind of mattresses. Yeah, you know, Grandma only died on it one time. We didn't find her for a week. But, you know, clean it up a little bit. It's going to be just fine. It's going to be just fine. But, um, and I'm looking at that, and I just... I just want to find whoever did it and said, oh, just stop it. Just stop it. You know, you leaving the mattress on the side of the road next to the fence with free on it. No one's going to take it. You didn't want to take it to the landfill. And nobody was going to take it over uh, as a donation because it looked like someone blew up and died on it. How do you fix that? Do you have any idea? Should we have a free landfill day or something like that? Charge ourselves a little bit more in taxation and uh, do something to try to uh, take care of the pickiness? It might be something worth talking about. We could. 770-5633, and you're on the Bill Myers Show, KMED and KCMD. What's on your mind today on Pebble in Your Shoe Tuesday? Coming up on the next Hughes Lumber, when two-by-fours get together, only one thing can happen. Walls get built. Check out the studs, followed by contractors and do-it-yourselfers. Featuring lumber, hardware, and siding. Starring decks, additions, and ADUs. It's the return of home enhancements. But watch out for that naughty pine. Get the best build for your buck values at Hughes Lumber. Your top show for quality, price, selection, service. So don't miss Hughes Lumber on Crater Lake Highway next to Garrison's. After the holidays, millions of people start a new diet only to fail again. I think you deserve a diet that works. Hi, I'm Zola from PlanZDiet.com. I failed over and over on all those other diets, too. I got so frustrated, I developed my own diet. It's Plan Z by Zola. Plan Z is working for thousands of no longer frustrated dieters right now. Go to PlanZDiet.com to learn how Plan Z dieters lose an average of 31 pounds in just 50 days with no exercise, none. You'll learn about my patented ZR50 Crave Control Spray. You just spray the formula under your tongue. Gone go the cravings, the hunger, the headaches, the jitters, and more. The ZR50 spray comes with the Plan Z diet and only the Plan Z diet. Order Plan Z now and get big savings. I want you to succeed on a diet. I want to give you a chance at a healthier and happier life that comes after that weight is gone. Go to PlanZDiet.com today and learn more because you deserve a better diet. Liberty Mutual presents How to Be the Life of the Party. Okay, first turn the music off. Then ask for everyone's attention. Now tell them that you customized your home insurance with Liberty Mutual and saved hundreds. Boom! Now everyone knows you're not just a pretty face. You have some brains inside that face that know how to save hundreds on home insurance. Woo! Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Based on recent survey of new customers who switched and saved. Underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company and affiliates. Excludes Massachusetts. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Hi, I'm Randall from Advanced Air, and I'm on 106.7 KMED. Pebble in your shoe Tuesday, 770-5633. We're going to the open phones, and hello, Gene. In White Hello City. There. You wanted to comment on the uh, the police shooting, Josephine County, that ended up being ruled uh, uh, perfectly justified. Yeah, yeah, I did want to do that because I've got the very same equipment that guy had, and I've had them for years. When are they going to come over and uh, be Nazi little uh, dictators and come over and kick my door in and kill me, too? Well, I can assure you, I don't think they're going to do anything to you because, A, you are... Uh, behaving peacefully 
for the most part. Okay. All right. And, and, and second of all, uh, the, uh, the guy that they ended up uh, shooting to death was the uh, fugitive who shot at them first. And something tells me, you know, when you, when you're unloading your oh. AR 15 at a bunch of cops and then they shoot back, generally speaking, it's going to be a bad day. Okay. I didn't realize he had shot first, but then again, he who shoots first maybe gets to shoot again. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Sometimes in a uh, in a bad situation, but uh, he had decided that he was not going to be taken back in. I think that's uh, well, yeah, what well. was going on. Okay, so don't worry. Just because you have the AR-15 and body armor, they're not coming after you. Not yet. Now okay. it could now it could now it could be uh, Tina Kotek, uh, depending on what uh, she gets uh, passed through the Repo- you know the the democratically controlled legislation, and uh, also with Republicans that uh, will not walk out because well they have to be there to do their job you know who knows what'll happen but I'll keep you informed if that does okay all right are you going to be fast about it I- I'll do my best I'll try to be fast about it okay I, I can. expect you to make a quick phone call. Oh, all right. I'll get I'll get right on to you. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Boy, you're demanding people. Let me talk to, I have to talk with Dave and Grant Spass now. Just, uh, <laughs> I'm being berated by Gene. Dave, how are you doing this morning? You wanted to weigh in on the uh, pigginess over Savage Creek that was talked about Daily Courier. Interesting article. Yeah. So ironically over here in, in Josephine, I, we recently, my family purchased a piece of land and, uh, on there, there had been an old, I don't think it was a dump or abandoned. I honestly think the family that had this property before us had used this motorhome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just due to lack, care, lack of care and, and over time, it degraded and became non-offerable. Now, when we discussed having it dumped, I was under the assumption that there was ways to go about doing this. And this is failure on my due diligence. However, recently I found out that if you have say like a motorhome or an RV or something like that to um, to have hauled away, there's actually nowhere to haul it to. And with there's one individual that I found um, over there in the Rogue Valley on your side of the hill, and it's a uh, it's actually a uh, 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 recycling company. And to get rid of one motorhome that is, and it's not trash, it's not falling apart, it's just inoperable anymore, and I have no need for it, or want it, that's going to cost me upwards of $2,600 to have it hauled away. And discussing that, I was talking to him. I said, well, is there any, you know, way I can cut this cost, you know, if I dismantled it and hauled the, you know, pieces to you, you know, and he was like, well, the only thing that I use is the steel frame because that's, you know, recyclable and I actually will make money back on that. Um, but everything else goes into a dumpster and he has to rent a dumpster to go ahead and, and get rid of it. And I was like, what if I get my own dumpster? And he's like, well, it's going to cost you about 500 bucks for a 40-yard dumpster, and that's if you can fit it all in there. You know, so if you need it twice, well, that's 1000 bucks. And he was like, honestly, man, just because it's been sitting on the weather, there may be mold or maybe, you know, uh, you know, rodent feces. And so he's like, if you don't want the headache and you don't want to wait two months to get it done, he was like, it's best just to let me do it. And I'm not trying to, you know, corner your business or anything like that in getting this done. But he was like, I'm the only person that will take them. Now, interestingly enough, come to find out this is the only individual, this business, that will haul it away. So if you see him, I believe it's the same guy who will do it um, for um, uh, cities and counties if one is dumped on the side of the road yeah. and no one comes to pick it up. But they still have to pay the same amount to have it gone. 
It's, it's a lot of money to do this because it's uh, by hand. You have to essentially dismantle it. And most of what's in that RV, uh, ironically, is just not recyclable. It's, you know, you got a lot of uh, a lot of insulation, oh, a lot of foam, a lot of, uh, you know, press board walls, you know, and, and, and who wants the old sinks and the old oven or whatever yeah you know you know i don't i don't uh i obviously don't condone people dumping this on public land or anything like that however i will say um having lived up in uh another county uh there used to be a gold uh claim next to it and every year i'd see trailers dumped there well now i'm kind of understanding what because i mean i'm not well off by any means however you know this is going to cost me a decent chunk of change and if you don't have that well then it stays there. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the the expenses of getting rid of it are extensive. Dave, you're absolutely right. And I was wondering what was going on because uh, you know, as an engineer, a broadcast engineer, I go to many mountainous sites, and I'm always out oh, on the. Yeah, you probably on, see them all the time. I, I see them all the time. And uh, there's a, a couple of places on Fielder Mountain Road in Rogue River, Jackson County, that yep. uh, that I head up there. And there's a burned-out RV frame on the side. There's another trailer up at this mile marker. In fact, they, they end up becoming like markers. Okay, turn here where the burned-out trailer is. You know, that yeah. you know that kind yeah, of thing. Absolutely. And, but it's sad, though, because realistically, I mean, if you want people to do the responsible thing, I mean, unless you're, you know, making a substantial amount of money, how do you get rid of it? You know, because we talked to several different towing companies, and, you know, they're like, well, where are you going to tow it to? And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I thought you guys would have – some sort of solution for me. And like, nope, it's on you. I was like, okay, we'll we'll figure it out. But yeah, there's one guy who will haul it away for you, and it's going to cost you close to two grand. One thing that I think would be uh, helpful, and I don't know if this is, and I know I'm getting into this. I, I'm always wary of there ought to be a law, right? You know, because there's there's usually <laughs> unintended consequences <laughs> of it. But one challenge with RVs is that if you pr- truly do have pig people who don't even want to try to do the right thing. There's not a lot of identifying markers on most of uh, the RVs, and yeah, this is true. You know, to me, there needs to be there needs to be uh, something more serialized about that in the manufacturing process. That won't fix anything right now, but uh, you know, over time. Well, of course, then they'll just probably file off the serial numbers on the frame. Yeah, that, you know, it, it leads to another thing, and you know, to kind of go back to what you were talking about, like. My opinion is we're at the point where, like, if we're going to impose another law, I do believe that we should have to repeal at least one that's asinine or out of date. But with that being said, the only feasible thing, because it got me thinking, the only reasonable and possibly feasible thing to do with this, um, you know, because looking at uh, other travel trailers, well, sales are down on those. and People obviously don't want to pay what they're asking at Mm -hmm. this particular point. But with that being said, the only thing I could think of was you remember that horrible uh, uh, cash for clunkers program that they had. Oh you know, yeah, it, yeah, it, the Obama era maybe, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something you know where you know if you're going to take the steel for the recycling, hey, RV companies like, all right, tell you what, it might cost you some, but at the same time, you know, put whatever you're able to claim from the recycling back towards my payment on a new one, or so you know, something to incentivize it because outside of that, I don't see it for if an end coming to dumping the trailers or RVs out on public land. And the really downside of people doing that is that it gives, well, it gives uh, a reason for the gang greens to say out there and say, 
you know, Mother Earth is so pure, and you humans are just so evil. No. We're we're just going to need yeah. to keep you and close down all the public lands. You watch it. No. They'll do that. No. They'll try to do that. You're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. All right. Appreciate the call, Dave, and uh, thanks for sharing the experience of having... In other words, you have... Somebody leaves an RV on your property, you know, as, when you're going to buy it, and you say, no, 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 no. You take it off first. Right, you learned your lesson, get didn't you? Right? Get that thing gone, man. Yeah, exactly. Appreciate the call. Thanks uh, for sharing the story. That probably explains a lot of it. It's 631 at KMED KCMD. We check in to New Hampshire, see what's going on with the primary there. Epic Times political reporter joins me after uh, KOBI News and so much more here on the Bill Myers Show. KMED KCMD. If you farm and ranch, there's always an off-season to-do list. Two Dogs Fabricating can check some of those boxes so you're ready for spring. Two Dogs expertly repairs busted equipment, fabricates new implements to meet specific needs, and modifies and strengthens your current stuff to extend its life with expert shop work to avoid time-consuming field repairs. Two Dogs fabricates custom gates, too. So if you have an idea, sketch it out on a napkin and bring it in. We'll take care of the rest. Two Dogs Fabricating on Brian Way off Sage Road in Medford. By Coastal Media's Best of Southern Oregon magazine is online at bestofsouthernoregon.com. Find the winners in nearly 200 categories by flipping through the magazine online or sort by category and discover Southern Oregon's best suppliers of goods and services, like the Retro Wormhole, Father and Son Jewelry, and Agave in Bloom. Congratulations to the award winners from Bicoastal Media, publishers of Best of Southern Oregon. Nominations for 2024-25 start in spring. Visit bestofsouthernoregon.com. News sponsored by Caveman Heating and Air. It's the climate and we control it. Call Caveman Heating and Air at 541-476-0009 or cavemanheating.com. Good morning. I'm Molly Smith with your NBC5 morning news update. The OHA has revealed healthcare-associated infections spiked at Asante's Rogue Regional Medical Center during the same time a nurse allegedly replaced patients' pain medication with tap water. RRMC saw dozens of infection cases from 2022 to 2023. The OHA records these central line infections over a span of years, and from 2016 to 2021, the hospital would see one to three infections a year, save for the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, which had seven. But in 2022, the OHA reports that Asante saw 15 infections, and then in 2023, another 14. These years coincide with a period of time when a nurse was replacing ICU patients' fentanyl pain medication with non-sterile tap water, which may have caused deaths from infection. If the OHA does investigate, they'll be looking to see whether Asante's systems and processes meet the minimum requirements in federal and state law to protect patient health and safety. Failure to meet those requirements could result in Asante losing its license. And Lake of the Woods is holding a winter snow festival on February 10th and 11th. You can join in on a snow sculpture slash snowman building contest, enjoy an outdoor bonfire with music, play cornhole, snowshoe the ancient trees walking loop, and more. The Lake of the Woods Kite Fest, which is usually held on the second weekend of February, was canceled. Lake of the Woods says that the cancellation was because the ice isn't strong enough to support people. And that's a look at your morning headlines. I'm Molly Smith. 
Hi, it's Bill Meyer, and I'm with Sharice from No Wires Now. It's time to switch to DISH. You bet. If you have direct TV or cable TV, call me today to see how I can save you money. Plus, I'll lower your internet and cell phone bill. And those offers in the mail from DISH, you can go through No Wires Now for those. Call me at 541-680-5875. Call Sharice like I did or visit their showroom off Biddle Road in Medford. NoWiresNow.com. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Internet and cell phone service are not provided by dish. We've heard it all. A wind gust blew me off the road. I suppose yield can take on several meanings. My hood got karate chopped by a railroad crossing gate. I need to avoid visual distractions. They're distracting. But the reason you need auto body repair doesn't matter to us as much as making your car look new again and the process easy for you. At Lithia Body and Paint, we've been getting drivers back on the road since 1946. Service, speed, accuracy. That's Lithia Body and Paint on Bullock Road in Medford. As most Americans suffer financially, gold just hit an all-time high. Hi, I'm Dr. Ron Paul, and this is why you need a physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To learn more, text the word SAFEGUARD to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold IRAs. Secure your IRA or for a 1K right now. Text SAFEGUARD to 989898 to request your free info kit right now. This is the Bill Myers Show on 106.3 KMET and 99.3 KCMD. 6.36, we check into the good, the bad, and the Nikki Haley of the New Hampshire primary. Nathan Worster joins me. He's the national politics reporter for the Epic Times. Of course, uh, my dog in the fight is that I am a subscriber, and I think it is well worth subscribing to the Epic Times. How are you doing this morning, Nathan? Pleasure having you on. Um, yeah, absolutely. Great to be here. Great to hear that you subscribe to the Epoch Times or Epic Times. All right. Speaking yeah. of, uh, you know, every time I talk to someone from there, I say, is it e- Epic or Epoch? And I always get both. It doesn't. It doesn't seem to matter. Apparently, as long as as long as you spell it correctly, I think is the main thing, Nathan. Now then, um, let's talk about what's uh, what's happening. It. I guess the first to vote went for Nikki Haley. Right? Is that is that on hearing so far in in New Hampshire? I can tell you I was there on the ground. I saw all six voters in Dixville, Notch, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. way up north near the Canadian border vote. It was a Nikki Haley sweep. And I can tell you I spoke with all of them. I spoke with uh, Tom Tillotson, whose father at one point owned a, uh, a functioning resort and latex rubber plant on the property. Uh-huh. Very colorful story there. They incorporated as a township in part to ensure that the full-time year-round staff could vote. But this is this is one of those stories that, um, you know, you look at it and you understand it is meant in part, I think, to define the news cycle. Um, nevertheless, you know, these are just six voters up in northern New Hampshire, very, very friendly people who, uh, uh, you know, had a, a great spread of food and uh, spoke to all the journalists. But it is ultimately um, just one piece of a puzzle. Look now, though, at the latest poll numbers. With DeSantis out of the race, you're seeing Trump, in some cases, uh, for example, in a recent Insider Advantage uh, poll on January 21st, at 62 percent to Haley's 35 percent. So um, we're seeing uh, a lot more momentum on the ground, at least judging by those indices, for Trump than for Haley. Okay. And is there anything that has surprised you so far with what with what you have been seeing on the ground? You know, one thing that has stood out to me speaking uh, for a recent story to Democrats, is the amount of division within uh, within that party in the state over the Democratic uh, National Committee's attempt 
to displace New Hampshire from its first in the nation primary status. Really? This is something that they they treasure. It's a tradition. They they put it first in the nation in their uh, state law. But you know, uh, some people uh, involved in this campaign now to write in Joe Biden on the primary ballot there are upset that New Hampshire didn't uh, didn't defer, didn't give in. Um, whereas you talk to other people, other Democrats, and they are just uh, very, very determined to keep that alive, that tradition. Mm-hmm. You're talking about division within the Democratic Party. Would you say there's a similar kind of division, well, a different kind of division in the um, in the Republican Party between the Trump forces and the Haley forces? Because it uh, strikes me as a as a battle between the old Republican Party, which I would dare say uh, Nikki Haley is uh, friendlier with, and the new version of the GOP. You're seeing a lot of that when you talk with the voters? You know, it's interesting. I think um, there there is some of what you're describing, but increasingly people who represent that old guard of the GOP um, might occasionally vote for Democrats. They might be now independent voters. Mm-hmm. That's actually true of one of the people, or uh, two people, I should say, at the uh, um, Dixville Notch site, um, Mr. Tillotson and his wife, former Republicans who are independents, and New Hampshire is a state that, uh, you know, if Nikki Haley is going to perform well, judging by the polling and also just by judging by the disposition of the voters, this is a good place. And some of that is what you're describing. But some of it also has to do with just kind of a different political culture in New England. Um, so but but yeah, yeah, I think uh, looking looking broadly at what we're seeing, um, you're talking about division among Republicans. Over the past week or so, you've seen this uh, flurry of endorsements come in, big names, including a lot of people who were previously pro-DeSantis who are now breaking to Trump. Uh, ben Shapiro comes to mind. Yeah. Um, and, and that, I think, signifies in part the fact that people are looking at all this big Democratic money going into Haley's camp. And even if they don't like Trump, even if they don't prefer Haley, I think they realize, wait a minute, she's going to be beholden to these donors. Even if we would prefer her to Trump, that's probably not a good thing. Interesting. Nathan Worster with me. He's the politics reporter at uh, Epic Times, E-P-O-C-H, at Epoch or Epic, however you want to pronounce that. I wanted to talk about some of the other stories you have uh, written recently, if you don't mind. You had a story Absolutely. in there with uh, with Matt Gates. It was really interesting, and it, uh, it it struck me. And it's it's talking about something that usually the politicians run away from as hard as they can, and that is... Saving and or reforming Social Security. Could you tell me a little bit about that? Because Gates is saying that uh, in your article that uh, Trump could actually save Social Security. And that would be a big deal. really is. Because in spite of the fact that, uh, you know, hey, there's lots of people still working. There are many more people retiring at this point in time. What do you think? Yeah, that's a very interesting thing because, I mean, in some ways it is a split between the old party and the new party. You know, someone else from Gates' estate. Rick Scott, he was pressured not that long ago into no longer pushing to sunset uh, funding for these mandatory programs, including Social Security, which would mean basically the funding for it has to be renewed periodically. So that means that it could be up on the chopping block, Mm -hmm. whereas you have someone like Gates, you have someone like Trump running on preserving Social Security. So what what Gates is arguing is that Trump will induce economic growth. He also argues that through cuts in non-discretionary spending in the federal budget, a non-discretionary, or rather discretionary non-defense federal spending. My mistake. But that would include things like the Department of Education, um, things aside from these mandatory uh, right now spending programs like Social Security, Medicare and Medicaid. um, Trump could do it. But he also says that through basically reconfiguring the uh, amount of money that's uh, 
from the states, going to states as compared to the federal government for Medicaid, that could also open things up. Um, I mean, this is one where I I would say, you know, it is based upon just how quickly the Social Security uh, Trust Fund is projected to run out, according to the congressional, uh, the CBO and uh, other sources, 2032, I think is the latest figure. Um, So that's that's very soon. Uh, It's going to be a difficult one to manage. On the other hand, I think a lot of people rely upon Social Security. A lot of people like Social Security. And, you know, I I would say looking at the looking at the overall picture of federal spending, I think a lot of people would like the idea of um, some cuts elsewhere in the budget, hoping to to keep these popular programs going. Yeah. And then you realize, though, that the the actual parts of the budget you can cut are pretty small. I mean, really, it's like 10, 15 percent of the budget is all you could actually really mess with for the most part. And did did Matt, when he was talking with you, bring up Medicare? Because, frankly, Medicare is in much worse shape than uh, Social Security, as bad as Social Security can be. It's actually okay for a while, but uh, but Medicare is just uh, is is just hemorrhaging red ink like crazy. Do you know? No, he he, he only talked about Medicaid. That is evidently uh, one of the areas where Trump has said that he is uh, thinking about making some changes. But yeah, I mean, to your point, I think that uh, non-defense discretionary spending is only like fourteen percent of the twenty twenty three budget. So it's not not all that much to play with. No. Hmm. Nathan, what about, uh, you know, back to the primary, what are the top, let's say, top three concerns that most of these voters that you've talked with in the lead up to today's primary are discussing? What is most important to them? So that will depend upon whether I'm talking to uh, voters who are Democrats, tend to be more liberal, Mm -hmm. ones who are Republican, tend to be more conservative, you know, independents too, uh, depending upon, I would say, what they're, they're really concerned about. You hear a lot more about the economy from Republicans. That is second or, yeah, maybe first, vying with uh, the border for number one. Although very interestingly, in New Hampshire and at Dixville Notch, which is only 20 miles from the Canadian border, people there said they're not that worried um, about the Canadian border. It's really just the, the southern border, the crisis that has been going on there. It's, it's easing up a, a little bit at the moment, but... Um, the the uh, influx of people, the activity of the cartels down there, that is a huge concern. Democrats um, who I've spoken to uh, or more liberal voters, they are very, and, and I think they're sincere, very legitimately concerned that Trump is some sort of a threat to democracy and that he would be a dictator. So they, mm-hmm. they believe that is a big issue. That is something that motivates these voters to go out, vote against Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, they also will you know talk about climate change. They'll, they'll talk about issues like that. Less often the economy, you do hear people making the case for Bidenomics. But, I mean, New Hampshire, um, which has a lot of uh, problems with drugs and not always the most robust economy everywhere, um, it's harder to make that economic case. And certainly on the border, you don't hear people on the Democratic side making an aggressive case for Biden policies. Interesting that uh, they are terming the president, former President Trump, a threat to democracy, and yet uh, these are the operatives that are trying to remove him from ballots, which is usually very undemocratic. <laughs> at least that's yeah. what, at least that's what I learned. Uh, I'll set that aside here uh, for the moment. 
What about the culture battles? When I think about, uh, you know, the cultural Marxism or uh, wokeism, you know, control of uh, schools, education, who's actually going to be in control of curriculum, those sort of things. Is it going to be parents or will it be our Harvard elite types? You know, that sort of thing. Does that get any traction out on the campaign trail in New Hampshire? That's a very good question. I mean, in Iowa, it, it is one thing that I think compelled a lot of voters to go for DeSantis. He was someone who could uh, point to a lot that he had done, uh, executed on DEI, that he had executed on some of these cultural issues in Florida. Um, he could point to that state's heartbeat bill. Um, New Hampshire's voters are a little less concerned about that from what I can tell. I mean, you still you run into people. I, I ran into a, a veteran within a uh, actually a multi-generation military family who was very upset about wokeism in the military, you know, which is Again, you go out and you talk to people. You, you do hear uh, concerns about that, uh, concerns about even sending their kids into the military. And that's all across the country. But I would say, yeah, generally in New Hampshire, it's less of an issue. Those cultural war things tend to be brought up less frequently than in a place like Iowa, for example. Okay, just a different culture there, New Hampshire. They're, they're, they're a little more uh, live and let live, I guess, in New Hampshire. Would that be yeah. fair? <laughs> yeah, live, live free and Live free or die, not live free and die. Yeah. But, uh, oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Live free. <laughs> yeah, live free. No, not live free and die. Okay, yeah, that's a that's a good point, Nathan. Nathan, I appreciate uh, kind of uh, you know kind of a, a snapshot in here. And is there any evidence that whoever wins New Hampshire? usually goes on to have a, a better general election is it, you know, can you play the odds that way? Or like even uh, what, what was that, uh, that first place that you were at this morning when uh, all of them went for Nikki Haley, you know, is there any evidence that they are very good at picking presidents in the future? When you look at past performance, you know, there, there is that line as goes uh, New Hampshire. So goes the nation as goes Dixel notch. So goes New Hampshire. They have in the past been more predictive, at least more so, than Iowa. On the other hand, I would say, you know, you look at, at um, I think in the 1992 election, they were, they broke for George H.W. Bush. Um, you know, there, there are examples of them not not getting it right. Um, you know, gosh, I, I think in one recent primary, they had a strong performance for Bloomberg and for Bernie Sanders. So, um, yeah, New Hampshire is worth paying attention to. I would say it's probably a little more a little more representative of how the country will go than Iowa but even then i mean gosh uh if if in the end Nikki Haley performs well enough here to to stay in the race and not drop out pretty quickly but then still ultimately drops out New Hampshire may be remembered as something that kind of prolonged the inevitable here. Yeah, yeah, that could be. Now, it'll be interesting if uh, if Nikki's able to to have her She's probably going to end up losing, but it's a matter of how much. If she is closer to 50 percent or something like that or shows surprising strength, this could go on a lot longer than we would uh, have first imagined, I would imagine. Well, I would imagine, right? That kind of thing? That sort of thing? Yeah, certainly, although she will be coming into South Carolina where, um, you know, in his events here in New Hampshire, Trump uh, made a point of bringing up not just Tim Scott, who went from that state, the senator, but also members of the, the South Carolina uh, delegation from the state house, the governor Henry McMaster. Um, it, it, so there, there is this consolidation of support both on the ground in terms of what polling indicates and what you'll see just talking to people in South Carolina, and also the political leadership in that state. Haley's going to be facing that in Nevada. Um, she's going to actually be in a situation where her name is not in the uh, the caucus, which every other big name Republican uh, filed with. 
she's going to be in this competing state-managed primary, which is going to be strange, assuming the race persists to that point. That will perhaps not look so good for her. Um, yeah, I would I, I would say, especially after DeSantis pulled the trigger, I would not be surprised if uh, a poor performance from her triggers a pretty quick decision to drop out. But on the other hand, as you said, if she does well, if she challenges that 50 percent mark in uh, New Hampshire, then perhaps there's a little more runway left. Yeah, if she outperforms. Nathan Worster, national uh, politics reporter there for the Epoch Times. And we appreciate your insight this morning. And we're going to be watching your page. I'm going to link to a bunch of your stories this morning on my uh, show blog. And thank you so much for the update. We'll have you back. You take care. Absolutely. Great to talk to you. Great talking with you, too. Nathan Worster. It's 651 at KMED, KCMD, waking up with the Bill Meyer Show. Don't get stranded. Have your battery tested for free at Batteries Plus. We carry top quality replacement batteries and offer free installation on most makes and models. Visit us in person or shop online at BatteriesPlus.com. American Rancher Garage is your premier auto care provider, serving Medford, Central Point, and the Rogue Valley, providing nothing less than the highest quality standard of professionalism on every single service and repair. Call today. Appointments are available for oil change to engine change. Get the peace of mind you deserve at American Rancher Garage on Biddle across from Elmers, 499-6673, 499-6673. American Rancher Garage. We stand behind every job we do with service you can trust. Retired or retiring soon? How much money do you need to live comfortably? Retirement Planners of America is here for you. Would you like to have financial peace of mind? Here's how. Step one, find out the amount of money you'll need to retire. Step two, have a plan to get there. Step three, make sure that plan can take advantage of market gains but protect you from market losses. Discover how to do all three with a free consultation at 800-508-6108. That's 800-508-6108. All investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future results. 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD, and this is The Bill Myers Show. 652-770-5633. Open phones on Pebble in Your Shoe Tuesday. We have a little more time. Captain Bill's going to be joining me 0710 or so. There's kind of an excrement show brewing over by the dam removal area having to do with uh, some fences being put up and blocking of wildlife. And Anyway, uh, Bill will tell us about that uh, coming up here in just a little bit. I was looking on the Facebook page this morning, and Marcy Boyer was weighing in on the uh, the trash. I was talking about uh, about the article in the Daily Courier about the trash, Savage Creek Road, and it's just really, really bad. And I was talking with Dave about that. Dave uh, was, uh, was weighing in on this uh, particular situation. And Marcy's uh, comment is, why do y'all debate the trash all over? This is the outcome of the traders taking away our junkyards because of pollution. Quit getting mad at the wrong people for we originals didn't vote for it and the BS y'all brought with you. Snivel, snivel, wine, wine. Y'all created it. Now live with it. Marcy, are you from the South? Is that where the y'all comes from? <laughs> I didn't. Maybe you are. Uh, but in all seriousness, um, is there any evidence that the people that are Dumping the trash are only non-native, only non-native Oregonians do that. Really, is that the claim? <laughs> if so, that's that's very interesting. So it's only Californian pigs that come up to uh, right. 
I mean, we got to pick on the Californians, right? Is that uh, what we got to do? All right. By the way, you talk about the originals. How long, how long can you live here before you're no longer considered to be an outsider, Marcy? Is it 10 years, 20 years, 30 years? You know, because I've spent um, more than half my life in Southern Oregon. Yeah, I wasn't born here, but uh, I guess I'm the one. I hope I'm, I, no, I assure you, I'm not uh, dumping out on the public lands there. But I don't know. Yeah. Marcy, it's a really interesting comment. I appreciate that. Uh, let me head back o- over to, I think Carrie was weighing in on this too. Uh, Carrie Provanka says, hey, Bill, when I lived in Rohnert Park, California in the 1980s, about twice a year, they, the city, would park 24-yard dumpsters in various places all around town, and they would have a free dumping day for anything you wanted to get rid of. It worked pretty well. The city was always kept very nice. Why couldn't Medford do that? Carrie, I think it's because um, the only dumpsters that we put out there are dumpsters for the homeless cleanup, because the homeless uh, people are far more... <laughs> it, I'm only half kidding, but you know that's the story, right? You know, the uh, the livability team every now and then, every uh, few weeks where the sheriff's department or the police department ends up calling out, yep, we're going, all right, we're going to clean up the greenway, and then out come these huge dumpsters, and there they do that. Uh, but, of course, it ends up being a cost on uh, on the city, so they have to get it back somehow through the public safety fees. But let me ask, though. Let me ask you, Carrie, and everybody else uh, listening this morning, wherever you happen to be, number here seven seven zero five six three three seven seven O K M E D. Would you be okay? Let me just touch the third rail. Let me just touch the third rail right now. Now in Jackson County, it's rogue disposal. Uh, Josephine County, I, I forget the uh, the name of the uh, of the pickup service. What would you think about an extra buck or two? on the trash bill, and then once a year, or maybe twice a year, we have in Southern Oregon what Carrie's talking about, in which you have dumpster after dumpster after dumpster being uh, put out there. You know, it has to be paid for. There has to be a way to uh, to pay for this. Uh, Rogue Disposal and the other uh, place, uh, Southern Oregon Sanitation, that's it, Southern Oregon Sanitation, they have the monopoly. They have the monopoly on this stuff. They uh, own the the landfills and everything else. It's their railroad, okay? And they have the franchise. So the only way it's going to happen is if we have a funding funding source for this. What would you think if we paid an extra buck or two every couple of months, and then once or twice a year, we have the dumpster deal? And this way, if you end up having the mattress that needs to be tossed out instead of, uh, you know, the mattress that grandma blew up on, you know, instead of uh, putting free on the side of Delta Waters, which is what, the, you know, some goober did the other day, you know, in my neighborhood, you end up taking it to the free community dumpster thing. Now, I know we already have these uh, collection things going on with DEQ and everybody else getting together for the hazardous household chemicals, all right? This would not be the ha- for the, for the hazard, hazardous household chemicals, okay? They already have collections for that, but I'm talking about just those kind of things that are big and, uh, and outrageous. And you can't get rid of it. Of course, I don't know. The real problem, though, is uh, the trailers and the, um, weren't we talking about that a little earlier? The motorhomes. Yeah, the RVs. I don't know what you do about the motorhome. 
hey, there we go. We'll just make it a festival. We'll make it a festival instead of Burning Man. It'll be Burning RV. All right? So we tow all the RVs to a section in uh, downtown, uh, in, in southern Oregon, let's say, where they, okay, let's say the homeless encampments. It'll be like a festival. You know, instead of country crossings over at the Expo, which, of course, by the way, they're not going to do because they lost $2.2 million on it last year. Uh, what we could do is uh, we have Burning RV instead of Burning Man. Burning RV, and then it, we end up turning it into a festival where the trash and the RV sent up big toe. I'm only half kidding about that. What would you think? What would you think about that? You know, instead of trying to recycle the RVs, well, you know, they're already setting them on fire in the uh, on the public lands. Let's uh, set them on fire in a controlled uh, situation. Yet, a, of course, then the DEQ was like, oh, it's going to be pollution. Yeah, there's pollution when they burn them on the uh, public lands, too. What do you do? I don't know. Kind of an intractable problem. Would you pay more for a uh, a free trash day a couple of days uh, a year for something like that? You know, it, it would help keep things a little neater and tidier in southwest Oregon because... Uh, between uh, the trash and the the blue tarps over all sorts of junk in uh, various yards, sometimes we don't look the tidiest. It's 7 o'clock. Let me go to the phones. Hi, KMD, KCMD. Do you have an idea on this or any thoughts? Go ahead. Yeah, Bill, we need to bring back hobo fires. Hobo fires? Yeah, you know, that was like a 50-gallon drum, you know, the hobos used to always Burn their old fire. Oh, 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 okay, yeah, all right, to, to stay yeah, warm in the wintertime. Yeah, you need to bring back all that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, are those, Make America are, great again. <laughs> Make America great again with hobo fires. I I kind of like my burning RV uh, uh, festival, though. What about you? Oh, I think. Oh, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, you know, you can see all of these derelict RVs that are sitting, uh, you know, out of the public lands. I think you drag them all into one place, and and uh, and then you and then what you do is that you have all of the celebrities fly in in town on their private jets and things like that, and you know they end up putting on festivals. We'll have the uh, the high tech people, and then they set the RVs on fire at the very end of it all. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Let's do it. Yeah, all right, it. I, I'm I'm in line for that one. You sell tickets to it. You sell tickets. That's how you take care of any problem, right? Make it a festival instead of country crossings. It's burning RV man.